0: Once again, everyone, this is Danny and Tim here with WWTA, our weekly podcast that talks about the things that we're actually talking about here at Life Source Fellowship, faith community in beautiful Denver, Colorado.
1: This week, uh, what we're talking about is brought to you by the Life Source Day Camp. This year we're gonna take kids through what it means to get amped about what god is all amped about and so the theme this year is going to be a lot of fun lots of uh sports and 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 x games type things uh for visuals for the kids don't worry parents we're not breaking any arms this year but
0: uh and tim how can they uh find out more or register
1: yeah it is it's happening june 4 to 8 for ages 5 through 11 it's action-packed with crafts and games and music and fun in the morning and then field trips in the afternoons. And they can register at bit, B-I-T, dot, do, D-O uh, forward slash day 18, daycamp18, one 18.
0: And we'll post something up on our website as well, lafdenver.org, um, yep. and uh, link it from there. Uh you can always uh contact us in a variety of ways, Tim, right? What would be the best way to contact us if you have any questions or thoughts? You could text us at
1: 720-507-6599. Or you could email at WWTA at dot or hit us up on Twitter
0: at LAF Denver. Tim, I got a I got a I got a text uh this week for WWTA, and it said this. Um, hey, guys, I promise I'll finish listening it, listening to it, this last one. Uh, I've fallen asleep twice while listening to it. I don't know how to take that. <laughs> During the unicorn episode? During the unicorn episode. I don't understand how you could yeah. fall asleep. Actually, it wasn't, it wasn't, no, I'm, I, I, I lied. It wasn't a text, now that I think about it. It was actually a conversation. That somebody told me. So, hey, listen, I've been listening to it. I fell asleep twice. I promise I'll finish it. And I was like thinking to myself, is that supposed to make me feel That's good? That's not good. I know. I'm wrong. But. Uh, I, well, we're going to step it up, people. Hey, and this is why we say, hey, listen to this while you're driving to work. Because yeah. you won't fall asleep then. Hopefully not. I w- wouldn't want this. This podcast like To be causing
1: accidents Like
0: all across the country People are you know, dying Listening to WWTA
1: Insurance companies Are like Well do you listen to WWTA Cause if you do We're going to have to
0: Up your rate <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up That's messed up So but maybe we can go To some sort of like Sleep therapy business
1: Maybe 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 it's just The soothing sounds Of our voice. The
0: silky Chocolatey <laughs> Voice of Tim and Danny coming like uh, to you. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, speaking of silky chocolate,
1: you didn't talk about chocolate this week. Instead, we talked about veggie food and uh, some kind of bizarre dessert that I had never heard of.
0: You so. never, yeah, no, it's it's really a, a Cuban thing for the most part. Um, it's it's made out of guava, and uh-huh. they call it guava paste. Because it's made out of guava, and it's a paste, and it's thick, and it's sticky, uh, and it's kind of like the dessert du jour for a Cuban family, because when you don't have anything else laying around, like, ah, you know, cut up some guava paste, put some cheese on it, and then eat it.
1: And ladies and gentlemen, here in the studio, in this podcast, I will be trying guava paste for the first time. Oh, yeah. If I throw up, you'll hear it live on the
0: microphone. On... <laughs> Wow. So you can actually uh when we're done with this um when we post this you can actually go on, on the laugh denver Twitter or or Instagram or laugh denver the same and we'll, we'll post a picture of yeah. this just so you can kind of look look and it and see. looks like describe it. Yeah,
1: I, I, so so I I fi- it looks similar to like uh, a body, like an
0: organ from inside your body, possibly. Yeah, <laughs> okay, but that's not what you're going to say. Be. It could be.
1: It's not. <laughs> okay. Um, what's that stuff that's made out of like beets and it's kind of that same consistency? Oh, like that. Like um, um, no, it, you have it Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like uh, that cranberry jelly stuff. Yeah. that Comes in a can. Yeah, it comes in a can, and you. It's, it's really weird when you're yeah, you, slice it and, and you yeah you slice it and you slice it. and It's like perfectly round. Perfectly uh-huh. round doesn't occur in nature most of the time. Exactly, especially <laughs> in cranberries. No. <laughs> No, but that's that is a really really good uh, description of what it looks like. Except this one is square; it's not round. Correct. However, there are some guava paste that you can buy that actually come in a round can, but it's like a, a like a really wide. It's almost like the size of a of a medium sized dish. Oh wow! Okay. okay, and it's flat. It's probably about an inch. It's about an inch thick about the size of a plate, and it's actually a can, so you actually have to get a t- can opener and open the whole top, and then it's like a big old chunk all of right. stuff in there. Yeah. Fascinating. So, these well, things um, probably wouldn't recommend, like on a, uh, like I am sure these things are filled with multiple preservatives and all kinds of things that don't happen naturally in nature as well. You know, there, I'm sure there's some guava in there, but. Probably. Yeah. yeah. But just, just so that you know, okay, I just opened this one. Okay, my mom sends it to me from Florida.
1: Okay, and so I this just opened is this one today.
0: Oh no, no, it's not fresh. Well, because I've had it for over a year sitting. But in my freshly shop. opened. Freshly opened. Yeah, anything
1: in, in a can is yes. fresh when it's
0: opened. So most of the time, <laughs> you can either you, you can either, you can eat it by itself, but you don't really get the full experience of just eating it by itself because it's not really. I mean, it's just sweet. So right. most of the time, we pair it <laughs> with uh, some sort of like sharp cheese uh-huh because like the sharpness of the cheese along with with the sweetness of the guava then it creates just uh, i don't know it makes it more interesting than just pure like that sweetness. is interesting yeah huh. so so here we go tim all right like so i'm gonna get one of these i'm just gonna cut it in half so i can kind of throw it on top of uh the entire length of uh-huh that. or maybe i'm just gonna cut it in half just because um yeah you hmm
1: uh, Danny is eating his piece yeah. Oh man it's so delicious He's right back into his childhood right now people Right now Well, mm-hmm. yeah. and um, What do you think Tim? Hmm
0: I don't know what to he, think He's making faces he doesn't know what to think I don't know that I've ever tasted anything like that Hmm
1: Probably not The cheese really throws me off
0: Okay, take it. Take yeah. the cheese off and just taste it without the cheese. Hmm. It's a lot weaker, t- weaker
1: taste than I expected.
0: Mm-hmm. It's very sweet. Yeah, yeah. It is sweet, sweet, but really mild. Yeah, I might as well have another piece because this will get me ready for <laughs> for our discussion for our discussion today conversation. So. Yeah, so guava. This is a Goya brand, and uh, it is—it's super sticky. Now they'll make like one of the the most popular type of desserts, like in Miami uh, and stuff. It's like like a guava and cheese pastry, uh-huh. Uh, which basically they take uh, this right here, you know, guava and cheese, and stuff yeah. it inside some sort of like pastry dough. That
1: would be, I would imagine having tasted that mm-hmm. in like a croissant uh-huh, would be yeah. really good.
0: Yeah. So you have a croissant, you have the crispiness of it. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: You have like French and Cubans colliding. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah, so there is people. I right. am even have a second piece. You're having second Not piece? Bad. Uh-huh. It's super sticky, so you better like have some water. Because look, it stuck to my finger. Gravity does nothing to it. <laughs> Anti-gravity guava. Anti... Oh. Oh. All right. Mm-hmm. And well, the reason... Why, why are we talking about guava again?
1: Yeah, you brought it up uh, when you talked about hosts. You talked about a, a, a story that was hysterical. Everybody was really laughing. And you actually... Sorry, if you weren't at church, you don't get to hear it because... It got cut off somehow in our live stream, but you talked about your mother telling you that this is what you had to eat instead of apple pie because of guests. Oh, we guess talked about showed up. what it meant to be a host in your home growing up and then what it meant to be a host in the ancient Near East mm-hmm. um, and the things that were expected as you opened up this story about Jesus and Simon and the woman who washes Jesus' feet with her tears.
0: Yeah, and I, I felt... I don't know. I felt a little, um, I felt like there was so much in the story uh, and I felt kind of rushed. I felt like I spoke longer than I normally speak and I didn't feel really good about it because it it felt like I, I don't know. I, I was a little unsettled after it was all said and done just because I just didn't feel like, like, I, I did justice to all the little intricacies of, of everything that, that's happening. That was a lesson for me. You know, it's like, hey, you know, just cut some stuff out. Don't even go into it. Yeah. You know, but anyways, live but, and learn.
1: But I, I really enjoyed, I enjoyed your story at the beginning, and I really enjoyed, you know, kind of diving in uh, to some of the quotes and things that you pulled up, the, the recent quote about women <laughs> um, and, uh, and things like that. But, uh, yeah, I'd love to know what else... Kind of let's start there. What else did you discover that kind of wowed you in this story?
0: So when 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 we first start the story, I love the idea that that the context is kind of lost a lot of times in this story. Because the reason Jesus gets invited to Simon the Pharisee's house is because of this interaction that goes on with some of John the Baptist's disciples, and and, and they come and they kind of see the stuff that Jesus is doing, and they go back to John the Baptist, and they tell John the Baptist, John the Baptist sends the disciples back and say, hey, would you go back and see if, and ask him, are you the one? It's very Star Wars-ish, you know, (laughs) are you the one? (coughs) Excuse me. Oh, man. Um, Are you the one? And so they come back, and Jesus pretty simply just says, hey, all you have to do is just go back and tell them that the blind can see, the deaf can hear, the lame can walk, you know, and then it, that the poor are actually receiving hope for their future. Um, and, and then there, there's, I, I would imagine that there's some sort of like, I don't know, a conversation amongst the Pharisees and all that. And Jesus goes off on this little rant, which I absolutely love. And he talks about, he goes, wait a minute. He goes, I don't understand it, guys. What What is it that you're really looking for? Because John comes living a very simple life and drinking no wine. And you call him crazy. And then Jesus, this is hilarious. Jesus is like, and then I come partying and drinking. <laughs> and you call me a glutton and a drunkard.
1: Which is an awesome line because... I think there was a there's a there's a great book called Meals with Jesus that argues that it, especially in like the book of Luke, Jesus is either going to a party or coming from a party. I know, or yeah. at a party.
0: <laughs> so 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 probably those two uh, titles, I don't know, maybe kind of fit both John the Baptist and Jesus. <laughs> I mean, like in the context of you know the whole you mm-hmm. know like in Jesus Jesus it, you know he says I, I you know I come like. Eating and drinking. Okay, so Jesus is the first one that says, hey, you, you, you have me pegged. But no matter what we do, like you're still not going to be happy. And and, and that, that's kind of like how it comes out. And I, I know that to me, like the first thing that jumped into my mind after reading that that whole little section was this idea. It's like, why is it that, that some of the most religious people always tend to be the ones that are hardest to please? Hmm. You know, it seems like they're never happy.
1: And it's such a reflection, at least in my experience, uh, on their view of themselves. You know, they're working so hard to earn something that everyone else better earn it too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you you can't give grace unless you've received it, I think.
0: Yeah, no, it's totally true. Which also ties into this story. Yeah, because, like, out of that... You know, I would imagine that seeing all the stuff that was going on that that one of the Pharisees Simon says, "Hey uh Jesus, you know, why don't you come over to my house you know and uh let's eat since you're an eater and a drinker <laughs> <laughs> um let's eat so so that's that's how he ends up going to going to simon's house you know um and the thing that comes out later in the text is that a lot of the traditional cultural Host, guest, um, things that normally took place never took place in that instance. You know, which was a sign of disrespect, almost in a way trying to shame Jesus. So Simon's trying to make a point.
1: What point is to that? To Jesus. That, by that that while he can come and
0: eat and drink, he's not
1: welcome as an equal.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so so he comes in and immediately reclines... OK, we talked about I think that was eye opening, you know, for me and a lot of people to see possibly the way that they were eating um, because this triculum table that they, they talked about. is actually a table that has some cushions and pillows and actually reclines you in a way that you can lay down kind of on your side on your belly. And, and the food is kind of in the middle, uh, which makes sense when you read the story of the woman, because, you know, in it, it tells us that she was standing behind behind Jesus washing his feet and if we look at it in a traditional way that we sit on a table that doesn't work mm-hmm. cuz like why is she crawling under the table i mean like uh, how do you how do you do that but in the context of this trichileum you can actually google uh the word trichileum trichileum t r i c i l i u m i believe okay. yeah so if you if you google that you'll see some I- images and kind of you know, so what that. you're saying is like next
1: Easter, when we have our Good Friday communion, like we need some carpenters to put We've together a, trich- a tricheum.
0: yeah, to have so that a, our communion.
1: Like Remembrance of the Last Supper.
0: Up. Yeah, oh, that'd be kind of fantastic. Oh, yeah. 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 And you wonder if that's again, we see that the the, the famous Last Supper picture, and we see them sitting around a table, and you wonder, was it really like that, or were they act, you know, reclining in the traditional way? Yeah. It kind of messes with you. Had you had
1: know. tables changed maybe a little bit in the fifteen hundred years, years between Da Vinci and,
0: yeah, I, and yeah, Jesus. Yeah, and and so so I, I think that looking Seeing the image the way that it actually was, it helps clarify, you know, a lot of these things. Um, so so Jesus is in there, and there's 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 this woman. Like we don't know much about the woman, except that she was prostitute, I guess. She was a sinner. Um, and it leaves us with a lot of questions. Hmm. Like, when did she get there? You know. Did she just sneak in the house? I mean, I, and I didn't talk about any of this stuff, but it's the stuff that I think about, you know? Yeah. Like, when you're like, how, how... She's in there? How is she in there? I mean, like, obviously... what is how? she
1: another part of what Simon allowed to have happen to try and shame Jesus?
0: Oh, that's a good conspiracy theory. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, like... Awkward silence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, because... um. You know, it, it, it's, it feels like part of this engagement with this woman in Jesus was premeditated on her part. Because she brought the alabaster. Alabaster, okay? That, that perfume, mm-hmm. that, that oil, okay? Uh, she brought that with her. But she didn't actually bring anything to wash feet. Gotcha. So. Okay. She didn't bring water. She didn't bring a towel. And I'm guessing that if she would have asked for some. Would she have been, first of all, discovered? Was she hiding? Um, Maybe she would have gotten kicked out. Uh, Maybe they wouldn't have offered it to her and said, no, we want to shame Jesus and not extend the traditional cultural... uh, Yeah. Was she
1: expecting then, was she maybe expecting that his feet would have been washed by Simon?
0: I absolutely believe that. I believe that, that, that the kiss, the washing of the feet, the anointing... Uh, cause like the olive oil thing was also a traditional thing. That's kind of like how you like wash your hands with, with olive oil. That was, you know, and you anointed, you know, people and, and you wash your hands with uh, olive oil. And then after the washing of the feet, after the kissing, after the olive oil, then grace was actually set for the food. I mean, so hmm. like, you know, they were very specific as to how these things happen. Really oily hands to eat with. Really, really oily point, hands. Right? I mean, the fork would have been just slipping out of your hands and, you know. <laughs> Um, so she sees all this.
1: And she thinks this isn't right.
0: Right, she, you know.
1: She here, is. here this woman who's unacceptable in society, and I thought it was interesting that she can't, she can't do the three things required
0: to be forgiven. Right. It's impossible for her. Right. And and so so, she, so those three things, okay, so if you didn't there was three things that were required for forgiveness in that culture, okay, one was contrition, uh the other one was confession, and the other one was um um oh, like paying it back, what's the word uh recompense no uh, no uh, compensation compensation that's yeah it. so 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 basically, you know the three things that were required is like I gotta feel bad about it, you know. I got to, you know, I, I got to confess what I did. And then if I rip somebody off, you know, I got to pay them back. If I lied to somebody, I got to make that right. You know, but as a prostitute, how do you provide compensation <laughs> for that sin? So in that culture, a prostitute, it was impossible for her to receive forgiveness because there's one part of that equation that could never be fulfilled. Right. You know? So, and, and there's there's all this discussion about why was she crying? You Mm -hmm. know, was she crying because she needed forgiveness? Was she crying because she was excited about forgiveness? Or was she crying because she felt so horrible about the shame that Jesus was being put through?
1: Yeah. And and I think that's uh, any of those tells very different stories, but still is absolutely. Yeah. Is is a fascinating way to look at, you know, is she weeping not for herself, but, but for him? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's a fascinating idea in and of itself, I think. Um, yeah.
0: And here's, then, here's a sinner, okay, who is showing a lot more compassion for pain and suffering than all the religious people.
1: Right. And in fact, then Simon speaks up and he's like, if you, and tries to further shame Jesus. Mm-hmm. If you knew who this was. Right.
0: Which apparently Simon did. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. I, I wonder how he knew. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun.
1: <laughs> you know? Uh, but, he, you know, here's Simon. Mean, if he knew who this was and if he was a prophet, then th- this wouldn't be happening.
0: Which there are so many layers to this whole thing because going back to the, 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 the thought of was it a setup, mm-hmm. it, you know? Like, it fits in with that statement of Simon. Yeah. Because it's almost an admission of, oh, I know who this woman is. Yeah. Do you know who she is? If you only knew who she was.
1: Right. Now, it was a smaller cultural back then, so so it could have been just the situation right. where everybody knows anybody, but, but you never know. So. Yeah.
0: But even, even if there was no, okay, so, like, to not go into the whole, that Simon have some sort of relationship with this woman, you know, like, you can even bypass that whole thing, but the fact that she was there, like, it's like she had to get in the house somehow. Right. You know the fact that she was there, yeah, really like, like almost makes it seem like Simon was okay with her being there, and the fact that she didn't ask for water or a towel makes it seem as if she knew that she would not be accommodated if she wanted to make something right with Jesus, you know. Yeah. So there, there's so many layers, you know, and and did the re- the fact that she's coming with this alabaster. Um, It's almost as if, I mean, I see it as if she already, she had already heard Jesus. She knew about him. She probably even had accepted her forgiveness prior to that moment. I mean,
1: yeah. And this was expensive perfume. Yeah. This wasn't nothing. You know, Uh, she had, she definitely planned this out.
0: So, so. So part of it was planned out. Uh huh. Part of it was like, like, improvise, improv. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of, I want to tie this into improv in a little bit. Okay. So, um, but yeah, she definitely had some sort of previous experience, knowledge, understanding of who Jesus really was,
0: an acknowledgement, and un. Yeah, and and then as the story goes, all of a sudden she realizes, okay, this guy hasn't had his feet washed, and, you know, she's sobbing, you know, possibly at the shame that this precious person to her, you know, is experiencing, and mm-hmm. so she goes, and she's like, I got my tears, and so I'll do some washing with that, and I got my hair. And I love the whole hair bit, you know, um, in that... You know, we read some quotes about how scandalous showing your hair in public, you know, still even in today's culture. Right. Can be. Uh, it was something that was reserved for the wedding night. Um, and here's this woman, you know, showing her hair and using her hair, you know, to dry the feet of Jesus and anoint his Jesus. I mean, it was just, you know, you, you look at all, the, all the, uh, the times in the Bible where Jesus talks about his relationship with the church, you know, as the groom and the bride. And I can't help... I don't know if there's, like, a real strong connection there, but it's hard to ignore it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: It's hard to ignore it.
1: Uh, So let me jump into the the statement, because Jesus basically, like, Simon criticizes Jesus, and Mm. then Jesus says... I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something, Simon. So, 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 I had two things that washed through my head when you talked about that part. Okay. And the first was do you remember In Living Color? Uh huh. And Fire Marshal Bill? <laughs> let me tell you something. You remember that? That's the first thing that actually popped into <laughs> yeah, my head. Okay. So, I'll confess. <laughs> little Jim Carrey just like. <laughs> <Hit> the teeth. <laughs> uh huh. Let me tell you something. Well, let me
0: tell you something. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the first thing that came to my head. Uh, and then from there, uh, I thought uh, one of the improv things that we do, we work on relationship. And and, uh, and when we tell a story that's improvised on stage, it needs to communicate relationship as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And so it needs, it, it. you know, the people on stage, a scene works best if we assume these people have history, if we assume this is a critical moment in their relationship that we're about to discover. So one of the ways we do that is we have this exercise where they label each other as who they are. And then from there, they, uh, they, they say their characters, their relationship and kind of where they are. And they try and do that within two lines. And then there's this, there's this line that says, I have something to tell you, which is exactly what you said on sab- mm-hmm. on sabbath and uh, and this I have something to tell you moment is this moment that is supposed to change the relationship. Huh. it has to it it can't be something like I have something to tell you. my favorite color is not really green, it's blue, you know like that doesn't <laughs> that, that doesn't change like okay, right. uh, great, you know what I mean, but you know, I have something to tell you. You know, I'm getting married. That changes a relationship. Mm -hmm. I have something to tell you. I ran over your dog. I'm an alien. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, whatever it is in improv, there's lots of things it could be. But but it's one of the core. Did
0: you just say, I ran over your dog? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. That's so sad. Never mind. Go ahead. ahead. So, yeah, whatever the phrase happens to be,
1: uh, it changes the relationship. And I feel like Jesus right here is saying... Listen, Simon, your relationship with me needs to change.
0: Hmm. Well, and, he, and, and, and Simon got it because he went on to this little parable. Jesus tells us a little parable. You know, somebody owed a lot of money. Somebody owed little money, and they couldn't pay, and their debts were forgiven. Who's more thankful? And Simon's mm-hmm. like, well, of course, the one that owed a lot of money. And Jesus is like, you have, you have judged correctly. And then basically says, this woman has a lot to be thankful for. Right. Simon what are you thankful for? Yeah.
1: He doesn't say he doesn't have a lot of debt. Right. Right. At no point does he say, well, Simon, you're clean. No, he doesn't say that. He just says, you know, there's one, at least in the story that realizes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and so it's, it's very much a statement of our relationship needs to change. Um,
0: And to me, I don't know that stuck with me. It's, That's the the message out of this. No, that's really good. That's really good. Because what ends up happening, I mean, the relationship changes in in such a way that, and and you don't, the subtext and all that, we miss out on it in, in this instance. Because in a way, Jesus is saying, the appearance here is that this woman has a lot to be thankful for. Because in your eyes, Simon, she has been, she had been forgiven a lot. Right. Oh, and and not that Simon didn't need a whole lot of that. But from Simon's perspective, he's like, hey, I'm a Pharisee. I'm a good church person. You know, like, so even he was being very, um, I don't know, proud of his goodness. Mm -hmm. By saying, or alluding to the fact that he'd been forgiven very little right you know
1: yeah and jesus says it's not about how much you're forgiven it's about gratitude for that forgiveness
0: mhm
1: mm-hmm. like you're not even comparing the same thing
0: yeah yeah i mean there there's so many things in this story that that you can just go on so many stinking different directions that 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 it was hard to and this is i guess this is where i felt bad even though there was a lot of points that were brought out i felt like there wasn't one strong point that said this is what the story teaches cuz it seems like the story can teach so many things
1: yeah uh, absolutely you know? a lot of facets to and it i was
0: a little lost at that you know cuz like i always want to like say okay here's here's the point that you know, I felt like I could have brought out a bunch of different points to remember. So much so that you didn't even create. Uh, if I, th- I have, the slide. if you forget everything, I was so disappointed. <laughs> I went back and I'm like, no, that that's got to be somebody else's mistake. And I looked, I'm like, no, I never made it. It was on Photoshop, okay, uh-huh. but I never like hit like export. So so
1: no, if it, I have something to tell you, well, it, you told this. it. Yeah,
0: yeah. So and the sad part is that that, that I you know. It, Maybe, maybe it was supposed to be that way, because there wasn't one thing that really, like, stood out. Um, and I, because I never felt, I I'd never really felt like, oh, yeah, this is a good, this is a good takeaway statement. I never did. I mean, like, the reality is, I just never did about it. And, and, you know, I had a bunch of stuff written down, because there's two ways this is, like, random and it has nothing to do with it. But a lot of times, like, I go into a conversation thinking, okay, this is what I want to say, okay, Um, what's happened over the years, I've realized that that actually never happens. Hmm. Like by the time you start like writing and developing and thinking, that thing changes. Right. So you wasted your time, you know, (laughs) coming up with this thing that at the end you're like, yeah, that's not what it's really saying. I mean, like, that's what happens. So, so, so what happens, I would say 90% of the time now is that as you go through the process of writing this thing there's something that actually stands out to you that says, oh, here's the point, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I used to tell people that, that, that you probably should never start writing something until you know what you want to say. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of changed that a little bit. Interesting. Yeah, no, no, I've changed that in that, like, no, like, you shouldn't say what you're going to say until you know
1: what it is you're going to say. What
0: it is you're going to say, okay? <laughs> like, so, so, because it changes, you right. know, uh, it, it morphs you. You start with something, ends up with something. And a lot of times you kind of step back and say, okay, what is this really saying? Yeah. And, and, and you end up arriving at that. Anyways.
1: Well, so, 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 my, so here was my, okay. if I forgot everything else, okay. the one thing I took away was that gratitude should drive my relationship with Jesus.
0: Huh. I love that. Yeah. No, no, no. And that, that, that makes sense. I mean, I could wrap my head around that, you know, there was, there was so many thoughts in my head about, about, you know, like, like these tears as this woman was like using your pain for the cleansing of someone else's soul. I mean, like, um, that's very that's poetic. Really that's very deep. I yeah, like it. I mean, like, that's very poetic. And, yeah. But but I still didn't feel like, okay, what does that mean for me yeah. in Denver in 2018? Mm-hmm. You know, so I felt like I could have gone in that direction, but I would have needed more time to kind of just flesh that out a little yeah. bit. Yeah. You know. Um. Anyways, there, there were so many things in that story. They're just absolutely fantastic. Well, that's great. I love it what do we got coming up next week next week we have the rich young ruler um and and i already had somebody with our daily uh walks you know our daily studies that we're sending out i had somebody email me this morning and i've talked about this before in the past but this person actually just kind of hit them the the relationship and the connection and the similarities between nicodemus and this rich young ruler when it came to background religion you know education and how different their response was and how different the call of Jesus to each one of them was. Even mm-hmm. though they were basically asking the same thing. You know, right. They just, you know, Jesus went in two totally different directions um, with them. Yeah. So we're going to talk about rich and Ruler. And like, if you have money, you're an evil person. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, That's, that's good. what we're going to do.
1: That'll be a good discussion. Looking forward to it
0: yes um so um i don't know that there's a whole lot more i mean there's a whole lot more that we could say but you know we could go on our, you know talking forever yeah because yeah. that's what we do yeah we do so we'll finish it here people thank you for joining us hopefully you didn't fall asleep twice during this episode <laughs> and uh hopefully just dosed off once that's
1: right and special thanks to our editor and the composer of our intro music tyson haynes uh it's good to have you back uh editing this crazy podcast. I know all
0: the way from Michigan. Yeah. 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 So, we'll send him the file this week. He can mess with it. And if he's busy then, you know, it defaults to um, and
1: we're not as good doing at doing it. it. No, we're <laughs>
0: really bad. We play unicorn music and little pony stuff and And
1: every time it's mentioned that I'm moving to California, Danny has to put sad music on. So
0: Wait, wait, wait. Cue the sad music. <laughs> Oh, brother. Uh, All right, well. Oh, Tim. Have a happier day than this music. Are we going to just end on a sad note?
1: <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I, I believe in our listeners.
0: They're, they're out there having a good day. Okay. <laughs> maybe we'll skip the outro music and just fade away with sadness. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys.
1: I'm Tim. And I'm Danny. We're out.